Hello, creators. Welcome to episode 13 of the Mindful Content Creator Podcast. I have a very special intro to the podcast today because this is my first interview episode, and I hope there are many more of these to come. But for my first guest, I have Cassie Yule, who is someone I've been following since the very beginning of my spiritual journey. I've long admired her content and how accessible it is, and I've followed her journey now for several years, so I'm excited to have her share with you all how she has evolved over time with her content creation practice. Before we get into the conversation, I want to tell you a little bit more about Cassie. So Cassie Yule is an intuitive energy worker and mentor, a death doula, and the author of seven books and two card decks, many of which I own and many also that I have on my list for Christmas for sure. She combines her love of teaching with her creativity, offering readers beautiful and accessible information about various spiritual topics through her blog, books, and podcast, Rooting into Wholeness. She is passionate about helping folks feel spiritually grounded and resourced in all seasons of life. Cassie opened her spiritual gifts at a young age through meditation and working with her energy. She had a supportive, open-minded grandmother who made her feel safe to explore spirituality. This foundation helps her to be a compassionate guide to those who feel stuck, unsure, or even anxious about the next step in their spiritual journeys. Her healing practice offers a trauma-informed approach to energy work, mature feminine rites of passage, intuitive mentorship, and end-of-life doula services. You can learn more about Cassie and her offerings at CassieYule.com, and I will be putting that link in the show notes. I truly hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. And as always, feel free to share any insights you gained from the podcast or any comments over on Substack at themindfulcontentcreator.substack.com. Let me know what you think. Enjoy the episode. I'm Marcy Ferry, and this is the Mindful Content Creator Podcast, a podcast for creators and creatives who are tired of the hustle and grind of content creation and who would rather create in flow with their own creative process. Here we focus less on the business of content creation and more on creating content that inspires us and has a lasting impact on the people it reaches. For us, the priority is storytelling over selling and community building over marketing. It's all about soul and intuition-led creation, not using a one-size-fits-all formula. We each have a story we came here to tell. We each have messages only we can share and that our community needs to hear. And this is where we come together to explore how to do that, all while having fun, being true to ourselves, and staying in flow. Welcome to our sacred creation space. Welcome back, creators. And this is our first interview episode of the Mindful Content Creator Podcast. I am so excited to have Cassie Ewell on because I've been following her for years. Cassie, you're one of the first people I followed in the spiritual realm back when I lived in Chicago and was just getting into all of this and figuring it out. And your content, like it, the way it was accessible and approachable, it just lit me up into this journey in a way that I could not have predicted. And I... I have your ritual deck it was one of the very first card decks I bought. Uh, I have a lot of your journey tarot deck as well. I have a lot of your materials. So I just want to even start off by saying thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for being here. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. I'm happy to be here. And that just warms my heart and means so much to me to hear that. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. Yes, I know that you've had a huge impact on many people that I've talked to and in my circle, including Tanisha White, who I, I co-hosted my other podcast with. She has been majorly impacted by you and a lot of people in her community as well. So we're all we're all incredibly grateful to you. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 
Well, I just want to start by talking a little bit about your journey with content creation, because I talk about all of us who are mindful content creators kind of go on this journey where we start and we're really excited and then kind of the reality of the content creation world sort of hits us (laughs) and takes us back a little and we have to evolve and adjust and figure out how it works for us. So I'm curious to know how did it start for you? When did you start creating content? Why? And how has it evolved? Oh my gosh, that is a big question. Um, And I have so much to say about that. Um, You know, my business started as a jewelry business in the very, very beginning, like, oh my gosh, 15 years ago. And I did B-School, which I'm sure that- I'm in that too. Yeah, I'm sure that people listening are not, you know, not strangers to B-School. And I learned so much from B-School. Um, And I implemented a lot of what I learned. And some of those things were blogging, being consistent, um, email newsletters. And, um, you know, so I really just dove into everything I learned from B-School and just became like a content creation machine, which served me and my business really well for a period of time. Um, and this isn't, you know, B-School was an, is amazing for what it is. And I'm sure that B-School has evolved too. I haven't redone the course. Maybe I should redo the course um, now that I'm saying this out loud. But, I need um, to do it too. But, you know, some of the things that I did take away from it, um, they ended up not serving me very well. And I think a lot of it, you know, it got my business to a certain point, but what it didn't account for was my my well-being, yeah. um, my personal well-being, the time and space that I had to spend with my children because I eventually had twins, um, yeah. you know, 10 years into my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hit a wall because I was, for I would say, about 10 years of that extremely consistent. I mean, I was sharing posts on Instagram every single day. I was sharing a newsletter and a new blog post every week. Mm -hmm. Um, Just incredible amounts of content. And it was to a point where I really, um, I would get really hard on myself if I was like, oh my gosh, I can't post on Instagram or Facebook today, I would just be like, that's unacceptable. Because in my mind, I saw, you know, I saw the benefit of it from a monetary growth standpoint, as far as my business. And I was really able to link like, oh, the reason my business has done well, the reason I've been able to expand and grow a team is because I've been doing these things. Like I can see the formula. Yeah. But again, like I got to a point where I had to be real with myself of like, what is that equation, that formula that that is growing my business? What is it leaving out? Yeah. And it was leaving out my whole self. Like I wasn't able to be a full person because I was so tied to this idea that I I had to be consistent. I had to post every day. And then I, I got to a point, I would say, within the last couple of years where I had to 
get really honest about the quality of what I was putting out because I realized that I wasn't, I wasn't really honoring my, um, the, the depth and breadth of my wisdom because I wasn't allowing myself to really sit with myself and be with myself long enough. And if I'm really honest, I can also, um, name and point to now that I was very extractive, um, with myself and with other people, as far as just looking and seeking for things online to sort of mold and reshape into my own language and put it out there and that was yes pretty icky to to look at but I think it's really important like when we're having honest conversations about this like it's not really sustainable to post in that at least it wasn't for me and and looking at that was a big part of it for me looking at all the like the underbelly of what does it look like to be consistent quote unquote, consistent um, in the way that a lot of people have been taught in a business on social media. Um, Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up that extractive element. I haven't put that exact word to it, but it's something I have been talking about and exploring even with myself. And I kind of created like the principles of mindful content creation for me, at least to follow for myself. And I shared it in one of the earlier episodes. But one of them, too, is is remembering, like, if you're inspired by someone else, by someone else's practices, say it, you know, acknowledge that if you are going to, you know, say something really inspired, you you know, you got to write a post about it. It doesn't hurt to take that second to acknowledge where it came from. But no one really taught us to do that. We were just told, oh, we get inspired by these places and just, you know, do it. It's, you know, you make it your own. It's like, but do we? Like, I mean, I think we do to some extent, but there's still something icky in that to me that we're not acknowledging how we inspire each other and, you know, uplifting each other in that process. We just don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And that's a huge, a huge part of it. And I have had to get really clear and, you know, make sort of living amends and how I how I do that now and even go back and sort of I've I've had to do a lot of cleanup of some of my old content of just either removing things that were harmful or changing them and just you know cleaning up things where I was um, sort of working in an extractive way that wasn't you know serving anybody. Yeah. And I I even want to talk about that a little bit, too, because it makes me think of that reel that you posted recently on Instagram, which inspired me to to reach out and be like, okay, we got to record this interview. But you're talking about how I it's a good joking, like how to lose thousands of followers. (laughs) (laughs) You know, going through that process is not for the faint of heart to go through and really look at your stuff, edit it down and choose consciously to go forward in a different way. And knowing mm-hmm. that your audience is used to a certain thing. So yeah. if, if you're willing to share a little bit about what that process was like for you, like the actual process and then just mentally and emotionally, what was what was that like? Oh, well, I will say it is an ongoing process. Um, <laughs> I would say it really, some veils really lifted for me when I started taking my anti-racism and my decolonial um, sort of education and unlearning a little bit more seriously, that's where I started to really see how some of these bigger themes like 
white supremacy, patriarchy have sort of infiltrated my business and and myself and the Mm -hmm. way that I show up. And it was like once I saw how those things had sort of seeped through into like everything that I do, including my spiritual business, Mm -hmm. where, you know, would have been the last place initially I thought, you know, I'm, you know, I'm posting spiritual things. Of course, it's not tainted with white supremacy and patriarchy and capitalism. But the deeper I got into that work, um, the more I could just, I couldn't not see it. I was like, oh, it's everywhere. And once that veil was sort of lifted, and I really do want to name, you know, in the name of naming our teachers, I do want to (laughs) name some of my teachers. So um, some of my anti-racism teachers have been Layla Sayad. Um, I also have spent a lot of time working with Therese Couture. And um, as far as decoloniality, I have also worked with Dr. Rocio Rosales Mesa. Um, so those are some of the people that I have, you know, that sort of helped me in this veil unlifting process. Um, but like I said, once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And it was like, I had a point where I was like, I have to make big change. It was so like visceral in my body that I could no longer continue the way that I was continuing Um, And it was also so obvious, like I said um, earlier, like my body was just starting to sort of reject the way that I was working. It wasn't sustainable anymore. And this happened after I had kids, too. So it was like, yeah, I can't be the kind of mother that I want to be. I can't be the kind of human I want to be if I continue sort of producing and sharing and extracting in this way yes so that was the start of it and since then it's been um layer after layer after layer after layer of shedding and also relearning how do I want to show up what does that look like what does that feel like and that's very much the part of the process I'm still in is determining how I do want to show up and and what that looks and feels like for me yeah um I have some of that figured out like I it's interesting I was thinking a little bit about you know putting words to it before before we met here I was like how does that look and feel for me right now and one thing I notice is that I let things sit and simmer a lot longer like I'll sort of Mm get like a nudge of like, ooh, there's something there that I want to share. And I'll really let it work on me. And I'll really like sort of dance with it for a while before I am like put words to it or, you know, you know, share it in any way, whether that be my newsletter or um, an Instagram post. But I just allow things to percolate a little bit longer and really sit with them before I share. I, I've tried to really let go of any urgency that yes. um, because that was such a big part. Like it was, and it's funny now because I can still like I can remember the feeling of urgency that I would feel in my body of like I have to post today. What am I going to post? Oh, I'll yes. post this, and just like so much urgency. 
And I'm like, well, where is that urgency coming from? Mm -hmm. And then I look, you know, I'm like, well, I've really been trained that I have to perform, you know, in this capitalist society. It's sort of like I have to perform, you know, I have to do this. I have to do that to get the the likes, the hearts, the yeah. the purchases on my website. And if I'm not performing, then I'm not going to get those things. Yeah. And so I've really tried to drain out that sense of urgency and performance and, and instead really come from a place of, okay, I have something I want to say because I've really sat with it. Um, and I've thought about it and, and I'm ready to, it's, you know, it's, it feels like it's ready to come out. Yeah. Um, instead of me being beholden to systems that I don't want to be beholden to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause that's another principle I've held for myself is that getting rid of that urgency culture mm-hmm. and taking a beat to really process and actually work on what we're creating. I mean, this is to me, content creation, we, we should treat it as, right, I'm hesitant to say should, but I think uh, treating it as sacred is, yeah. I think, more of a truth than it being about a business. Because we yeah. all started, if you have a business, you know, we all started because we have that deeper message and that story to share. So our content is just an extension of that. Mm-hmm. And really going into it with that intentionality and it's interesting that you're saying, too, that you're kind of redefining this. And it goes along with some of the, the questions that I want to ask you around. And you may be evolving this, but your why behind what you create and then your style. And I know that these are things people are continuously evolving, but I think we can all learn from each other as we're evolving in that process. So what would you say is your why? And then we'll get into after that into your style. But what what would be your why right now? No. Oh, I don't I don't know if that's a can of worms you want to open. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> my why has shifted a lot too, you know. Um uh why I do what I do and why I show up. Um so my my work has evolved in ways too, as far as like what I do and offer in the world. And um, one of the roles I've sort of stepped into is as a, a death doula. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And working with death and um, talking about death, these are things that I, I've been passionate about for a long time and I haven't really found the way to sort of weave them into my work and that it's still it's still getting there, but I feel like as a society, we're very much on the cusp of, um, not even on the cusp, we're very much in a lot of death right now, societally. Yeah. You know, we have climate collapse. There's, I mean, I heard somebody talking about it yesterday and they were just saying we're in, you know, scientists are calling this uh, mass extinctions. Mm. Like we're having summers of mass extinctions. Yeah. And So a lot of my why is reminding myself and others that we can be in this and do this together and that really it's the only way that we're going to survive. And I I really see it as a a, a opportunity to get more comfortable with death and dying and grief and loss and what that means for us collectively right now. Mm 
And, you know, spirituality weaves throughout that, of course, because, you know, death is spiritual. Death is the one thing that we can all count on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really drives me, this, this deep knowing that we are at a time of, of deep loss and deep grief and creating sort of safe spaces for myself and others to really be with that, honor it, and navigate it. Um, and hopefully, you know, come out the other side um, with a deeper connection to our whole humanity, which includes grief, death, and dying. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's I, that's another thing I was actually going to ask you about earlier, uh, becoming a death doula and mm-hmm. that being one of the changes in your business as well. And yeah, people don't always want to talk about that. And so yeah. for having that courage to approach that topic in your content, mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge because not everyone would be able to do it. And you yeah. always do it with such grace. And I know that that was a big change for you too. So thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that that why and reminding all of us of every part of the cycle. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can't yeah. just talk about the beginnings and the births. Yeah. It's not all that happens. Nope. And there's so much wisdom in it. Death has so much wisdom to share with us. Grief has so much wisdom to share with us. We're really, you know, that's one of the reasons why it called to me so much because I was just like, oh my gosh, there's just, you know, I saw how it was sort of like keeping this huge, just wealth of wisdom, you know, I was keeping it from myself. I was, it's like, oh, let's come sit in it. Let's marinate in it. Let's talk about it. Let's be with it because there's just so much wisdom um, and healing in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like I related to it even more once I had experienced a loss with, with my dad and then seeing your, your content and everything that you talk about, it's just like, it hits home. So I think that brings a lot of comfort to everybody who's gone through that. And we all go through it at some point in our lives. So to have someone who is willing to approach that, is is huge so thank you for that as well (laughs) and so now that we've talked a little bit about the why and that understanding that that's ever evolving uh what is your your style your approach to Mm -hmm. content creation perhaps in relation to that why but doesn't have to be when you sit down to create you know what what is that process uh, what do you need in order to create what your, you know, your soul is telling you to create? What what environment yeah. do you need for that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this question. And one thing's coming to mind that I recently heard actually from one of the teachers I mentioned, Therese Couture. Um, she just had a free, um, like a free, like at Instagram live that she did. And she was talking about branding and how she hates branding she's done with branding and i was just like oh my gosh why is it like why is this the first time i'm hearing somebody's and she's got you know a incredibly successful business two different businesses and um and it just it resonated really deeply with me and and that's coming to mind when you ask me about this like the process because so much of my process used to be oh i have to has to look like my brand. I have to sound like my brand, like has to be on brand. And, you know, I feel like I was sort of getting to a place of like, uh, no, I'm done with that. And then it was like hearing Therese say that I was just like, yes, like, yes, why? I don't need to be, behold- again, I don't need to be beholden to this 
segmental, this imagined brand that I, you know, created that isn't even the same thing that it was, you know, of course it's always evolving. Right. Um, So that's one thing that I've certainly sort of let go of is this idea of being on brand. Um, Because what does that even mean? And here I am. I mean, I'm talking about death. I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking about women's rights of past. I'm I'm just like, come on, we're all in here together. I'm not going to limit. I'm not going to limit myself anymore because it doesn't feel like it's on brand. Um. But as far as when I, you know, when I sit down, when I really create that, that space, like I said, I think one of the biggest shifts is that I give myself a lot more time. You know, a lot of times I'll write, um, I'll write a blog post and I'll write, you know, things for different social media posts and I'll let it sit and um, and I really go back and I, I sit with it and I'll read it and I'll, um, an, another big part of that is, you know, and I, if anybody on here follows my work at all, I know that I, I do guided journeys and journeying and meditation is a big part of my personal practice. And that also really influences what comes through. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of, uh, journey work, especially in relation to the seasons and that seems to be a lot of the sort of um, fuel and inspiration and guidance that I receive, you know, when I decide what and how I'm sharing is um, really allowing it to be guided by the unseen, you know, the spirit guides, the plant world, the land, mm-hmm. really letting it be guided by those other places and not always guided from myself. I see myself more as a curator of what the land and my guides and Mm. um, any particular animals or plants I might be working with or archetypes to sort of let me carry through the messages that they want to carry through as I sort of relate to them. which is interesting saying this out loud. I've, these aren't things that I've really ever said out loud. I've, I've wrote about it a, a bit in my book, but um, it's interesting to sort of speak it out loud because I'm like, oh yeah, that is sort of how it happens, um, which is very different than how I used to create. Mm, I'm so glad you shared that because there's a part of me that really believes that that's how we should be creating content. Yeah. And it's how I want to be creating content. I also am a huge fan of doing guided visualization journeys and, and writing my own and taking others. And I that's why I say this process is sacred. I do mm-hmm. think that we all came here with messages to share that we are all channels in some way mm-hmm. for the teams in spirit. And, you know, this is it's not I don't want to say it's a huge responsibility, but it's not something to take super lightly either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can be creative and play, absolutely. Uh, But remembering why, (laughs) back to that why, why we're here creating. And I think that is, yeah, just an absolutely beautiful way to put it. And you're right. We don't really sit down and write that out or think about it that often in that way. It just, well, it's a process that naturally happens as it should be, right? Yeah. 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 And you've got me thinking about that urgency again, too. And like, and 
what I wrote about in my book that's sort of tying this into is, you know, those relationships when when the content that I'm sharing is rooted in the relationships that I have with the unseen, with the animate world, those can't be rushed. Yeah. They just can't be. And and that speaks to the sacredness of it. And um yeah. I don't remember where I was going with that. I had another thought, but it escaped me though. But um, yeah, it just can't be rushed. Yeah. And oh, okay. I remember where I was going with it. Um, another piece of that is that I've noticed in my practice is a willingness to sort of allow myself to be open to different things that I might talk about. Yeah. Because when I'm... Um, I try not to always have an agenda, I guess. That makes sense, I yeah. trust that the relationships that I have with my guides, the unseen realms, that they will lead me yeah. and that they will sort of inspire what needs to be said mm-hmm. and that I don't need to force it out of myself. I don't need to extract it from others. Mm-hmm. There is a wealth of information, of wisdom, um, that the land and the spirit world wants to share. It's just a matter of building those relationships with them yeah. um, to get to that place where, like you said, where I can be a, a channel or a voice for for those different energies. Yeah, and it just can't it can't be rushed. No, absolutely not. And I think that's the the tough part about the system as it is today is that you know we're taught that. You've got to be constantly putting stuff out that, you know, I mean, and that's how Instagram rewards you too, right? <laughs> we'll say the the dirty word of algorithm, but, you know, it's if you aren't on there all the time putting something out there, they kind of punish you and start hiding your stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that um, that's a bigger conversation that I I think needs to be talked about more often. And I'm really glad that you're having these conversations because I think it is so important um, because I will say um, I have been punished. I have lost thousands of followers and I have lost revenue from making these changes. And that's been a very conscious choice. Um, It's also been really painful at times. Um, But I also want to acknowledge that it's a privilege in some ways that I have been able to do that because as a, you know, a white cishet woman, I'm, and I'm married. I knew that I would be able to take that revenue cut to make these changes. Um, And I want to acknowledge that, but I also want to speak to like, everybody has different challenges um, when it comes to how we engage with social media, how I engage with social media And so I always think it's important, you know, when I talk about sort of divesting from um, the social media machine, um, that I I acknowledge not everybody can do that. Um, And I think that's an important distinction. And it's also, you know, navigating that is just really tricky, I think, for, for all of us. It has been for me. And I don't have the answers. And I'm still sort of figuring out how to, um, Find the ways to support my work in the way that it was supported before because it is yeah. different. And I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. going to share in a way that um, extracts from myself and others. Yeah. 
but I also have bills to pay and mouths to feed and navigating that. And it's really tricky and it's by design. And that's, you know, the grace that I give myself a lot. I'm like, this is all by design. You know, it's not like a mystery why Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're rewarded for constantly um, extracting from ourselves and others and producing. Yeah. 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 So it's really tricky and layered and nuanced. And I I think it's so important to speak to those things more Mm -hmm. and talk about how how we all find ways to navigate it and really support each other and lift each other up as we find ways to navigate saying, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, that is why I'm having these, these conversations, why I created this whole podcast and all of this, because I just feel deeply, there's got to be a better way for, Mm -hmm. for us to do this. I don't know the way. Yeah. (laughs) I'm here to explore it. That's what this is all about. And maybe, you know, somewhere along the way, we'll stumble into some of the the solutions or at least ways to make ourselves feel more aligned uh, as creators and as business owners, since many of us are. And, you know, it's, it's really sad to me that it's become what it is. And I did an episode recently called the, the problem with problem solving. It was just me kind of riffing on that, but we're taught in the beginning, you know, well, what problem do you solve? And like, get on there and tell people how you can solve all their problems so that they'll buy stuff from you. And I just, I go on social media and that's, you know, what a lot of that stuff is, is people selling how they'll solve problems, but also telling you that your problem and you have a problem that needs to be fixed when you maybe don't really like, (laughs) like we're inventing issues. Yeah. Or maybe it's not a problem that you actually created. Maybe it's a systemic problem that isn't isn't something that you personally can fix. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got more people feeling stuck and frustrated. And and I think I even mentioned this to you, too, in some emails we exchanged. But then there's also the, well, you can fix it if you spend thousands and thousands of dollars with me. And that's an investment in yourself. And it's just a whole other conversation. That's like um, that might be a whole other podcast. I know. Yeah. (laughs) And I've I've written recently about that too, and for my other podcast that I have, the the soul journaling sessions about transformation and how that's something we sell now, and it, it's just all it all feels heavy and icky, and going even going on social media as a consumer now is just it's too it's too much, and so there's there's both layers. It's us as a creator, but then also how we're we're able to take it in when it's such a bombardment of things that aren't really there to support us. Some of it is. I do believe that some of it is and some of it is good, but it's it's a lot <laughs> on our psyches yeah. to take in. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I just, my hope is we all work together to find a better way. Yeah, I think that's the only, I think that might be the only way is yeah. working together. Yeah. 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 Um, I did a, a class once with Leonie Dawson um, who's a artist, creator. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she did a class on, um, you know, s- how to run a business without social media because she totally took herself off of social media. Um, and again, I think there's layers and nuance to it. You know, she's in a unique position and that worked for her. It may not work for everybody, but it was really interesting. And it, it was, 
you know, going to that class with her and just seeing her do it, it's definitely, it was definitely inspiration mm. for me to just be like, okay, there are other ways I can, you know, I can do it. I still, you know, she made it look a lot easier, <laughs> definitely. And it seems like she's still maybe, you know, doing pretty well. And I haven't quite figured that out yet, but it's, it's, mm. I just think it's really interesting and fascinating to see how, to see other people being like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I'm going to find a different way. And the more of us who start doing it, snowball effect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That we can yeah. kind of come together and create this sort of new ecosystem <laughs> for, yeah. for creators. Something yeah. that actually supports all of us. Um, what a, what yeah. a concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so along those lines, and it might be hard for you to pinpoint just one thing, but maybe if it's it's a couple things, that's fine. But what's a traditional piece of content advice that you see people give all the time that you took that you, you know, tried to make work for you and it just didn't. And it's one of those things that you wish people would not feel so beholden to. Is there mm. a typical piece of content advice that you just say, Hey, everybody don't bother with that. <laughs> I mean, I know I've already talked about it a bit, but I think that the consistency piece was the biggest the it was the biggest thing for me to release and it was the deepest like um the it was just really deeply embedded in me that like I have to be consistent and I cannot tell you how long it took me to like I would still have pangs like these internal pangs of like oh, you haven't posted in a week. Oh my gosh, you're irrelevant. Nobody's gonna buy your books anymore. And, you know, all of the the self-talk. Um, and so that would be the biggest thing is just to get off the consistency wagon yeah. because for it didn't do me any good, um, like on a soul level. It didn't do my content any good on a soul level um did it help my business grow and bring dollars in the bank yes but at the expense of my personal well-being and at my ethics and values and morals and mm -hmm. I just wasn't willing to make that exchange anymore yeah. um so I think for me that was definitely the biggest and like I said it's still you know I still have days where I have to be like okay I'm not going to post anything again this week and I am okay with that. And then I have yeah. to like sort of get in my body, reorient and be like, okay, what, what do I really need to be doing today besides sort of forcing myself to labor out some content? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's interesting because something, uh, I have been trying to focus on replacing that word consistent. And so you've brought it up a couple times in this this episode. So I was like, oh, I feel like this is a, a nudge at me to like really keep going with this. But I want to explore instead of being consistent, being committed or devoted and mm -hmm. letting that have a different, you know, take. It's more about being committed to ourselves and the messages we have to share and whatever that that commitment can take any form. It doesn't mean posting every single day. It might yeah. mean sitting with yourself every single day in order to process what needs to come out. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to mean posting every single day. 
And yeah. I, I will acknowledge, too, where this little, like, nugget came to me was uh, through Rebecca Campbell and her card decks. There's one, and now I'm, I'm blanking on which card deck it is. It might be the Starseed one, but she talks about devotion. And I mm-hmm. remember, like, that card just hitting me, and I kept pulling it for a long time, like, constantly. Like, every day we like, come out. And I'm like, clearly I need to explore this devotion thing. And I think that that's, you know, for mindful content creators, perhaps a better way to look at it so that you don't feel so just bogged down by this be consistent message yeah <laughs> what does consistency really that. look like yeah yeah it can be different for and everyone. that's an interesting question too because when i think about when that got embedded into my you know my line of thinking i'm like where did you know did i make that up or did i hear it from somewhere you know i think like i said i saw the results and i just like grabbed onto it but i didn't think about the consequences Um, but I love, so I'm really glad that that came, that you shared that. I love this idea of devotion versus, um, consistency because, and I just want to point out that we're in a Virgo new moon Yes, and I personally really associate, uh, devotion with Mm. Virgo, um, that heart of service. Um, so that's such a beautiful reframe that I'm certainly going to borrow from you. And I will tell people that I got it from you. I will give you credit for that. Um, but it is beautiful. And I'm going to, I'm going to just sort of swap that out in my field here from consistency to devotion. And the other thing I really like that you said is that, you know, and this is true for me too. I am consistent with the way that I show up in my spiritual practice. It's consistent AF, but like you said, that doesn't mean I have to like share it with the world every day, but the ways that I'm connecting, um, they are consistent Yeah, and it is, but I'm going to, I really want to start just, I'm going to try to take that word out of my vocabulary for a little bit and just use devotion because I think it's really beautiful. I've been working on that a lot with this idea of word swapping for what, you know, the, the more difficult words are because I did hypnobirthing. So if anybody is familiar with that, when you swap the contraction for like surge or wave and like I gave birth in a traditional, somewhat traditional hospital, unfortunately. And so they kept saying like they would slip up and say contraction and what, you know, what level of pain are you in and all that stuff. And I'd be in my head being like, you know, going through and be like, surge, wave, <laughs> level of comfort. <laughs> And I, I'm applying that now to like multiple areas of my life in a in a funny way of like, okay, I don't like this word. This word makes me feel icky, makes me feel bogged down. And I try anytime someone says it, I just try to swap. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I think that there can be, you know, because one of the things I feel like I've sort of kind of come out the other side where I am starting to sort of desire a little bit of structure in the way that I show up. Because I would say at least over the last year, year and a half, I've really just been like, screw it. I am not, I'm going to show up whenever, however I want. (laughs) I'm not going to have any structure to it, which has been wonderful and delightful. And I highly recommend it. Um, But I am starting to get to a place where I'm like, a little bit of structure would feel supportive. Like that would feel like a nice support. And I actually, it's funny that we're talking now because it was last month that I sort of decided on, it feels supportive and enjoyable to send a monthly newsletter with a monthly blog post that centers around 
the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that felt really nice. And it, but it was nice to sort of reclaim it in a way that was like, like I said, sort of guided by my own connection with spirit in a way that it feels supportive. And I also know I can change it if I need yeah. to, yeah. which is nice. But yeah. I, th- I think that that structure, it can come in and I, I think it'll look different for everybody. But um, it was nice to get to a space again where I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to play with this idea of what some structure might look like. I'm glad you brought that up too, because that's a I did an earlier episode on this too, uh, where I was talking about like content calendars and things like that and and structure. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think like if they are doing something from a spiritual place that everything is flowing and you know, trying not to put restraints on it. And certainly I think that is is valuable and has its place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I nothing, you know, nothing's hurt by structure necessarily. As long, you just have to find a structure that works for you. I mean, that's what it is. Well, it's learning to yeah. understand what structure works for you versus what someone else has handed to you. Yeah. And yeah. that's a lot of content creation because we all go and take these courses and learn from other people and that can be valuable. But then we end up taking their formula and like plopping it into our you know, process, but not honoring that we're our own creative person and we have our own ways. So yeah. to, to put somebody else's structure on it is is going to make you feel like, oh, I don't want to do this, you know. Um, and I think finding, yeah, getting into that place where you're like, okay, I I see what structure I need for myself. This this is what will will work for me. And allowing, like, just allowing yourself to be open to that, I think, is yeah. is really important. Um, yeah. Because I think it'll come in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of like, um, it just felt very much like a four of wands kind of moment mm. for me of just like that structure, that stability. I'm like, okay, I can just like sit here in this space and explore that for a little bit. Mm. And yeah, taking other people's structures, you know, when I think about when I went through B school. I'm like, I didn't have any kids. I was at a very different place in my life. Like, of course, my structures would need to change. I'm a totally different person. I have two children. Um, Of course, naturally, my structures would need to change. Yeah. Yeah. And that permission, like, I'm just like, I wish. Yeah, I think we need more people in content creation spaces saying exactly what you're saying, which is, yes, you have permission. You can have structure, but it can look like whatever you need it to look like. This has been coming through for me a lot ever since I became a parent is that, you know, you just have to kind of let things be messy. And Mm. pre-child Marcy would be like, absolutely not. Everything has its place, its order. I do things, you know, in this set way and I make sure it's perfect. And now I'm just kind of at that point where if I have structure, it's probably a messy structure and I'm just going with it. As long as I'm still creating, like that's what matters. If I'm creating at 1 a.m. because she woke me up and she's going crazy in the playpen with her daddy, like I'll create then. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, I met with one of my mentors this morning and I literally said to her, I said, I'm coming with a big old mess for you today. And she was just like, yes, that's where the gold is. Like that, like bring it on. Let's get in there. And I was just like, that's why I love you. Like that's us. (laughs) 
And it's true. And, you know, I think I need that reframe a lot. Like I need to be reminded like that's the mess has value. And it kind of goes back to, you know, death and the compost. I'm like, the compost is where the richness is. And like when we allow our like when I allow myself to sort of let these old beliefs, old systems sort of shed and die and let them like compost, then in that mess, I can find new ways that are more nurturing and supportive, not only for myself, but for others, my family, the earth. Um, but yeah, I had to really let it kind of fall apart and turn into a mess yeah. to be able to sift through it. Yeah. It kind of, that makes me think of the tower card in tarot, just mm -hmm. letting everything crumble. And I feel like I, I like very regularly have tower moments. Like it's just like, okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Getting more comfortable in them. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah. It, we have to allow ourselves to be messy. We have to allow the practices to evolve. We have to be willing to change. I mean, yeah. We don't need to follow the rules that other people set for us because they're made up. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a lot of um, beauty and wisdom in allowing other people to see that, especially on yeah. social media. And that's been in, that's something that I remind myself of often and feedback I've gotten from um different people I've worked with is the importance and value of being like, yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what I'm doing right now. It's a mess. And I'm just going to let it be on, you know, on display and be okay with that. Um, so I'm all for more humanness on social media. Well, that actually brings me to one of my final questions that I want to ask every guest. And I think we've touched on it a little bit, but you can just resummarize, if you will. But what do you hope content creation looks like in the future for all of us? What, what's the yeah. dream? What's coming into mind, what's coming into my mind first is that um, those who are creating and sharing things that people really love and that they're doing it in a way that's honest to themselves, that they are fully supported and reciprocated in the gifts that they're bringing. Um, because that's an area that I that I have felt discomfort and pain in and that I see that discomfort and pain in others of people pouring so much energy and love into their what they're sharing and it not being reciprocated, not because it's not amazing, not because mm -hmm. it's not needed, but because they refuse to play by the games of social media. Yeah. Um, and I just so I would just love to see systems that support people being able to share when and how they need to for their lives yeah. and for it to still be celebrated and supported mm -hmm. um, so that people can continue to share in those ways. Because yeah. um, it's just so heartbreaking, you know, people, you know, we're not, you know, it's not sustainable if people aren't supported. Um, yeah. yeah. So more support, more reciprocity. Yeah. And the means that's, and modes to for people to do that. Yes, that's beautiful. <laughs> Very well put and exactly what I, I hope for. And I talk about this with people like I, I put like I put it on my stories and I was surprised by the amount of people who messaged me back afterwards. But uh, I was resharing another post from, from a creative talking about like this 
this topic actually and I said you know what some of my reels get like 50 views for whatever reason like Instagram doesn't want to show them to anyone and I'm sure I there's some strategy I could employ but you know I just want to to get my stuff out there and and I said you know I I'm just gonna keep doing it I'm not gonna let it bother me who cares if it's 50 views if one person comments that is like oh this really helped me today cool and I was surprised when people were responding to me being like this is the same thing for me and I just keep doing it and you know one day I hope we have (laughs) that that structure where all of us can be seen um regardless of of how we create and how often uh but until then we just got to keep going (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah we'll keep figuring it out together and creating our own um ways of showing up and being in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a beautiful conversation and I have to laugh at myself because I talked about sharing an intention for every episode at the beginning and I forgot to share it at the beginning. Uh, And I've just to show everybody, sometimes we don't even follow our own structures. We don't always (laughs) need to follow them. Um, So I'm going to bring it around here at the end and read what intention I'd set for this conversation. And I think it's beautiful. I think we we did exactly this, but my intention was to have an open and honest conversation about content creation as it is today and how we can make it a more meaningful experience experience for creators and their communities. So I think we accomplished yeah. that today. Totally, and we totally did it. <laughs> yeah, and, and so much more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's even more here that I hadn't even um, planned on talking about. So I'm glad that all of this came through and I, I think we were guided as well to talk about this today and in this space so thank you so so much for being here is there anything you want to add to feel more complete no i think i mean i just want to say um thank you for having me this was a really nourishing conversation um for me and so i really enjoyed it myself and i'm just really glad that you're sharing this sort of information and content and um, i think it's really important so thanks for letting me be a part of it Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for that. Um, that helps fuel me to, to keep creating and giving me that that recognition that we were just talking about that I <laughs> that I need to keep going. So thank you so, so much. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Mindful Content Creator Podcast. If this episode spoke to you, I invite you to join the community over on Substack. Each week, I'll send out the episode and a prompt to help you create content along with other bonus material. You can also participate in the chat and share your ideas with me and other fellow mindful content creators. Subscribe now at themindfulcontentcreator.substack.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram for additional insights and inspiration. You can find me at the mystical fairy with fairy spelled F-A-R-R-E-Y. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, please subscribe and leave a review if you feel called. Now go out into the world and create meaningful content that brings you joy. See you next time.